and I'm back. That's right, y'all. Ladies and gentlemen, what's going on? It's Benji Rewinds, recorded live here on Stereo. Shout out to y'all, though. Uh, yes, new year, new season, new list of movies and TV shows. You know, uh, click the link above my head for uh, the list again um, that I'm going to uh, go through as much as much of the list that I can go through on top of some new stuff that I added to the list most recently within like the last 24 hours, okay? But if for y'all who don't know, this is Benji Rewind presented to you by Readality Radio. My name is E. Reed, aka Melanin Seduction here on Stereo, okay? So make sure for y'all who are not on Stereo, download the Stereo application on your Android or your iPhone. Decorate your avatar as you see fit and follow me, E. Reed. Again, aka Melanin Seduction, okay? And uh, yeah, over here at Benji Rewind, for those who are new to the platform to the show to the series to all of this all right to the experience of binge and rewind for those who are new let me just let you know like we do spoilers over here okay because some things at this stage of the game you should have already seen it and if you have not then i don't know what else to tell you because i'm gonna talk about it okay uh, I'm going to switch things up a little bit. You know, I tested some things out last season towards the uh, la- later half of the season. And, you know, some things I definitely will give the spoiler as far as like the ending goes. But other things where I feel like it's better to experience the ending um, and not spoil it. You know, I will definitely give a pass to those ones. Other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm spilling all the tea. All of it, breaking it all down, all right? So, with that being said, let's get right into it because, you know, this could be a super-duper episode, all right? This could be a super-duper episode. So, uh, yeah, let's see. Y'all already know. Oh, also, for those who are new to the platform uh, of Binge and Rewind, okay, the streaming services that I use, all right, are, of course, Netflix, all right, Hulu, all right, Paramount Plus, Amazon Prime, uh, HBO Max, Peacock, all right, Apple TV, and of course, some of the networks uh, on regular cable and such, uh, you know, like the OWN Network, the Oprah Winfrey Network, so I definitely uh, catch a couple of shows on there, uh, and also Paramount Plus, so for those who use Paramount Plus, yes, I do, yes, absolutely, because Mayor of Kingstown is so lit, it's so lit, and as a matter of fact, because uh, I ended it with uh, Paramount Plus, and I, you know, Mayor of Kingstown is freshly on the mind, uh, I'm just gonna start with that, okay, I'm, I'm gonna definitely start with that, so hold on, I don't know if, because what they've been saying is, is like, you can't change the title after you've already gone live. So we're going to see if Stereo fi- fix that glitch. Okay. Um, let's see. Hold on. Let me see if I could change the title, y'all. Let me see. Otherwise, I'll just have to do this differently next time. Okay. So 
Mayor of Kingstown, at least it'll be up there for a hot minute, if, even if it does, like, disappear. All right, so Mayor of Kingstown is on Paramount Plus. Oh, and it did disappear, so. Uh, oh, well, all right. Well, at least those who hit the playback on, over here on stereo, and for those who download the app and want to uh, hit the replay before I place it otherwhere, uh, you know, in other places, okay, uh, you already see where I'm going to, you know, start a new show or movie and then move on to the next one all right so that's what i the way i like to do it so all right i gotta work around the glitch loophole okay so shout out to that hopefully stereo will fix it but thank you all right so mayor kingstown is on paramount plus it is starring jeremy renner all right and this show is badass i ain't even gonna hold y'all like this is a it's a very gritty type of tv show and it's already into a second season it's early in the second season so if you do want to catch up there's only like eight episodes i believe of the first season and matter of fact hold on let me just pull it up right now and then i can go ahead and just break it down to you because uh, when i tell y'all that this is i don't this is just it okay this is just it so this is the premise of it according to uh, the description here on Paramount Plus, Mayor of Kingstown follows the McCluskey, fa the M McCluskey family, power brokers in Kingstown, Michigan, where the business of incarceration is, uh, is the only thriving industry tackling themes of systematic racism, corruption, and inequality. The series provides a stark look at their attempt to bring order and justice to a town that has neither. Okay. So when I tell y'all this, show is it's fast paced it's not slow it's well written it's well executed as far as the acting and the storylines and stuff diane weist is also in there for um and uh so let me just for y'all who may not know who diane weist is you know you probably know her by face but you may not know her by name okay so let me just break this down to y'all Real quick, uh, Mayor of Kingstown is considered a thriller series, uh, which I mm, it's probably considered that as far as like just a lot of the killing that happens because there's an awful lot of killing, like an awful lot. So basically, like whoever runs the prisons, right, the generals who run the prisons are also the ones that control what happens on the street. And the McLusky family play... Um, like it says, it basically play like liaisons between the prisoners and the outside world, okay? And th there's three brothers that uh, two of them, no, one of them is a cop, and then the other two went into business together, When one of the two is Jeremy Renner. He's the middle brother. And so the middle brother and the oldest brother uh, who is played by none other than Kyle Chandler? Okay, his name was Mitch in the in the show. Um, they are the brokers between the prisoners and the streets, the street gangs. Okay, so of course, you know, like in the prisons, you know, for those who may not be familiar with it, you know, they have different gangs. So you know, there's you know the blacks and then the whites and you know the the latinos and then you know whoever else okay but those are like definitely like the main three and then each of them have their own general that runs inside the prison so nothing gets done without you know their say so or whatever the case is and then that also spills over into the real world okay well mitch ends up getting murdered who not going to tell you but he ends up getting murdered so now there's nobody who is 
considered the mayor of Kingstown anymore. And it ends up falling into the lap of Mike McLusky, who is played by Jeremy Renner. And Jeremy Renner does an excellent job, okay? Like, for, like, Mitch, okay, so... Uh, Kyle Chandler, okay, for y'all who don't know who Kyle Chandler is, this is just some of the things that he has been in. Um, Hold on. So let's see. Uh, Friday Night Lights, uh, Slumberland, Bloodline, uh, Game Night, uh, Super Pumped, uh, let's see, uh, Zero Dark Thirty, Wolf of Wall Street, Spectacular Now, King Kong, Godzilla in King Kong, Broken City, Argo. Uh, he's so therefore he has he's definitely has you know quite a list, okay, of things that are underneath his belt. So that is the gentleman that plays Mitch McLeskey, and he ends up getting murdered. And then Jeremy Renner, the the fact the height difference alone, it's the power dynamic for me placed on film and how Jeremy Renner's character, who is not very who Jeremy Renner's not tall, okay? He's not a tall person, but the fact that he's able, he's like the whole David to the Goliath, and the Goliath is the prison system, the generals, the police, because the police are also its own gang, you know what I'm saying, and then there's the police, and then there's the COs, okay, within the prison system, who, you know, at some point of all the chaos that takes place after Mitch gets murdered, and all these other domino pieces start falling from every which away, even ones that wasn't even lined up in the original, you know, layout, okay? Uh, Jeremy Renner is definitely the David, and he is trying to battle everyone. He's even trying to warn the police not to do a certain thing. What that thing is, not going to tell you, but he actually tells them, like, don't do this certain thing because basically you're going to have to pay it back. Whatever favor you use right now, you're going to have to owe them. And you're going to have to owe them big. The police just wanted to do what they wanted to do. And then once they did what they did, okay, and it was time to pay the piper, they didn't want to pay up the way they were supposed to pay up. So then, once again, all hell breaks loose. And it goes crazy. And then it's now spiraling even more so in season two. There's only, hold on, let me pull this back up. As of right now, there's only four episodes into season two. So you can still catch up if you want to check out Mayor of Kingstown um, on Paramount Plus. Okay. And, oh, I'm sorry. I miss, I misspoke earlier when I said there was eight episodes. There's actually 10. There's 10 episodes to Mayor of Kingstown. So, uh, Definitely check it out. It's more than worth it. Like I said, it's fast paced and it's one of those where it's just each episode is just under an hour, but it goes so fast that it kind of feels like it, you've only been watching for maybe like 20 minutes. So, yeah, it's 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 worth it. And for those who also don't know, it's an MTV production. Okay? So for those who love MTV and are MTV fans, it is an MTV production. So just want to put that out there. What's going on? What it do, Mr. Fly Eagle Fly? <laughs> what up, TVS? What's going on, Chewbacca? Shout out to y'all, though, for pulling up. Hey, what's happening? What's happening? It's E-Reed. Oh, man, Mr. Benjamin Rewind Shows. Perfect timing. It's almost time for snowfall, E-Reed. 
final I season. I know. <sighs> gotta talk to Ronjay about this because ah, this is the show. But anyway, you. um, yeah, 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 um, I'm in here speed, spinning through stereo on uh, Amazon as well. So you know, came through to say what up though. What up though? What up, though? You know what? I'm so glad you brought up Snowfall. I have a surprise for you, TVS, because I don't know if you've seen this, but if you have, great, because we could talk about it, because I'm going to talk about it next, just because you brought up Snowfall. Oh, you talk about Kingstown? Yeah, I'm on season two. I didn't see this episode, so I got to leave you. But yeah, 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 yeah. Season, uh, no, I'm not going to talk about this it. Week's episode. I <laughs> oh, no. I did see this one. I did see this one. I watched it yesterday. It was good. It was good. They moved all the prisoners. I thought the shit was fucking crazy. It's going to be anarchy. Anarchy. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. 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 So, uh, TBS, I just want to... So, let me put you up on game. So, um, I did change some things around about as far as the spoilers go. So... If it's a so if it's a show that's going on currently, I'm not gonna give a spoiler as far as like what happened in the show on this show. I'm gonna do a separate show just specifically talking about that episode. Okay, so that way I won't get I'm a, I'm gonna do the spoiler stuff in a separate area of binge and rewind. So this is the general area. So I'm not gonna do a whole bunch of spoilers. I may give a little bit of the plot. Just to you know, get people's foot wet in the in the water a little bit, but I'm I'm not gonna do that, cause yeah, I I, I had to go back to the way I used to do binge rewind when I first started it, so I figured out a way to do both. <laughs> that way, everybody got choices. <laughs> See, um, Jeremy Renner is there. He's like nature. He's trying to bring balance to everything, and yes. the cops. In the in in the police department and all that, they think that they can just rule the way they want to. They have they don't understand. There's always a power dynamic, and yeah, each general has to deal with the law in order to keep enough peace. You know, what I mean, there's always yep. going to be chaos, but just to keep a, a a a certain amount of peace, the cops do have to work with the criminals in order to keep a certain amount of peace. So, um, and they don't want to abide by those standard laws. So. But yeah, great show. I like that show a lot. Yeah, yeah, I man. And so when uh when he pulled up and Bunny and them were gone, and the gate was just swinging open, I was like, oh. But see, I knew when he told Bunny in the earlier episode, uh, you know, the episode when they uh first decided to go ahead along with the plan of getting all of them arrested. When he told Bunny that it was going to be a huge, like, pinch or gamble on his end or whatever the case was, like a huge risk or whatever, I knew at that moment the fact that the uh, he, they were, he was going to have to include so many players involved, it wasn't, it wasn't going to go smooth. It just wasn't going to go smooth. It just seemed, it seemed too big of a plan to go that smoothly, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I just, whoo, I'm just saying that that was, that was heavy. That was heavy. But I'm excited about this. I love this show, Mayor Kingstown. And I believe the show comes on Fridays or Saturdays, I believe. It's either Friday or Saturday. Um, 
if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. All I know is that when I see it, when I open up the app, I just click on it and I get to the next episode. So make sure if y'all want to uh, check that out, make sure y'all check that out. Mayor at Kingstown on Paramount Plus. Each uh, episode is just under an hour, but it is so fast paced with the storyline. Like there hasn't been a filler episode yet. Every episode just plays into the next. Like when I binged the first season, it really was like just watching a movie, like an action movie. That's really what it felt like I was doing. It didn't even feel like I was watching a series. So shout out to that though. You know what I mean? So I just, they, the production, the people who put this together, they have done a great job, you know? And if there's going to be a spinoff, as if they got the same team writing it and everything like that, I'm here for it. I will definitely continue to support that, okay? Because, <laughs> you know, and prayers out for Jeremy Renner because I know that he did have an accident uh, recently. So we hope for a speedy recovery, all right? Because he is, you know, he is our marvel and he is our mayor of Kingstown, okay? So shout out to that. Now, TBS, like I just said a little while ago, I have... A surprise for you if you have not seen this yet, okay, because you mentioned, uh, uh, but <laughs> Snowfall, um, hold on, wait, I gotta find it, I gotta find it, I gotta find it, I gotta find the title, so hold on just a second, because there's this movie that I found randomly, and I didn't know what I was, I had no idea what I was actually getting ready to watch. And the unfolding of the, I'm not even, I'm not going to spoil this. Like, I don't, I'm just not. I'm just going to be very basic with my description of this show. I mean, of this movie. So it is a movie. Okay. So hold on to me. It's not going to stay up here long. I know that y'all. So make sure, um, hold on, hold on. It's not going to stay up on the screen long because this is a scheduled show. So, but it's a movie. All right. It's just under two hours. It's starring um, uh, 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 Damson Idris, who plays, you know, dude from Snowfall, the main character. Okay. And it's a movie called Outside the Wire. This movie dope as shit. This, <laughs> this movie is hella dope. It is hella exciting. It, like, okay, I don't care who you are, all right? I, I really, I don't care if you are not into, like, th- like sci-fi movies or whatever. This is, it has Anthony Mackie in it. Hold on, let me just pull this up. Y'all just don't understand. Y'all, y'all don't, y'all have, hold on. Y'all, y'all don't understand. When it comes to, like, this is the, see, this is the type of movie of the reason why I do shows like this. You know, to to review it because it's an ensemble cast. I don't know. I've been like on some ensemble movies and TV shows type kick or whatever. So let me let me just run you the cast, okay? So you have uh, Damson Idris, you have Anthony Mackie, you have Emily Beecham, you have Pilou Aspect, you have Michael Kelly. You, <laughs> Jesus, you've got um. Hold on. Who's the other, uh, somebody else I seen on here I thought I recognized. Uh, nope, those are the only people I actually recognize. Gomez, Hutton, Bryden. Nah, I don't recognize the rest of the people. But, uh, 
But I'm just saying, so the ones that I mentioned are like, oh, yeah, and Christine, that's it. That's who I, I see. I skipped her. My bad. Christina Tonteri Young. Okay, she plays Belle. All right. She plays like the 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 co-worker to Lieutenant Harp, who is played by Damson Idris. All right. So if you like war movies, watch this shit. If you like action-packed spy thriller shit, watch this. If you like um uh hostage type situations, <laughs> watch this. Uh, if you like conspiracy and uh, weapons training, tradings and stuff like that, watch this. If you like movies where at the end of the day, the overall message is to look at humanity and see how humanity, if too much technology is in our hands and what can happen and how shit can over can be overridden and how the robots is taking over and how they're used in the military listen if you're into all of that then you need to watch outside the wire okay watch outside the wire that's all i'm gonna say i'm gonna leave it at that but um yeah it's on netflix okay it's on netflix it came out in 2021 and so here's the overview, okay? In the near future, a drone pilot sent into a war zone, that's Lieutenant Hart, Dam- uh, Damson, uh, sent into a war zone, finds himself paired up with the top secret android officer, android officers, Anthony Mackey, on a mission to stop a nuclear attack, okay? So that's the premise of it, all right? That's, you can find that on Google, all right? That's the premise of it. But how everything unfolds and stuff like that is, just i don't know it's just crazy it's just absolutely bonkers so make sure y'all check that out outside the wire on netflix movie just under two hours and it is very fast-paced exciting and a little hmm, i don't know i've got a weird sense of humor a little bit a little like dark comedy sense of humor so it was some parts that was actually kind of funny i ain't even gonna hold you because anthony mackie is (laughs) anthony mackie was giving me um (laughs) he was giving me uh what's that dude name um shoot hold on hold on hold on hold on (laughs) he was giving me what's that dude name he was giving me michael ely vibes okay anthony mackie was giving me michael ely vibes but the way he would be running was giving me patrick stewart vibes in terminator 2 i'm just that shit was dope no no that's dude that movie was dope it's the movie with the dude that played falcon as well it's a phenomenal movie um yeah but uh great show i gotta go gotta go check on um um but um yeah 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 happy to benjamin ron is back yeah, that part. Shout out to TBS, though. Yeah, so, yeah, y'all check that out. Outside the Wire on Netflix. Um, Yeah, that was that was lit. That was lit. It's, it's, I don't know. It's the technology for me. Look, there is a scene. <laughs> Wait. Okay, let me just say this, all right? There is a scene where Anthony Mackie is having this shootout, right? He's doing, he's the only one, he's the fastest one out of everybody there in the shootout, of course, right? So he, you know, doing his thing. He flips this, he flips the guy that he's holding, he flips him in one direction, and the other guy, the the other enemy who was behind the vehicle, Anthony Mackie, like, does a Dukes of Hazard 
jump through through both windows to get to the other side of the car and it was the sound effect listen it's <laughs> i pay too much attention to detail to stuff because it was the sound effect like i had to rewind it because i thought that was hella funny it was a it was giving me transformer vibes the sound effect that they used to have Anthony Mackie jumped through the car like that. That was hella funny. Um, but to me, so shout out to that though. But it's outside the wire. Anthony Mackie, Damson Idris, uh, on Netflix. Uh, check that out again. It is an action, fast paced movie. All right. Okay. So let me uh go back to. Uh, let me switch it up. Okay, I'm going to talk about Best Man Final Chapters, okay, for, you know, because that's the, I don't know. It's it's giving, but I ain't going to hold you. That's, it could have really been a, a movie. It really could have. It, it could have been. It could, it, listen, Best Man Final Chapters on uh, Peacock, okay? Uh, hold on, let me pull it up for y'all who may not have um seen it okay i i'm just saying it it was cute okay it was cute all right so you know we all know the and i ain't gonna hold you i i don't see them doing a season two i don't see there being a need for a season two i'm hoping this was a limited series because like i said i really feel like it could have just been a movie it was great seeing all the cast again you know what i'm saying and everybody coming back together and it seems like they just picked up where they left off but everybody's on a higher plane but some people are kind of like at a midlife crisis sort of speak you know um yeah, so this is this is where you know this is what the description is on Peacock. Longtime college friends face the midlife challenges of marriage, parenting, health, romance, work, and identity as they revisit and redefine their friendships. All right, and this is where uh, Terrence uh, Howard's character is about to get married and stuff like that. And um, that's pretty much all I'm going to give. Okay. I feel like some, you know, if you've seen it, then join me when I break down it, when I break it all down in more specific detail on a separate show. But this is just a general concept of me just letting y'all know of my opinion on it. So, uh, there are a total of eight episodes. Each episode is just under one hour. Again, all the main characters are back. There are a lot of common thread human situations that we are all aware of and probably some of us based on our ages okay we're probably also going through so it is a good way to kind of reflect or see it or have maybe part of you know your life story put on you know in that kind of di dynamic on screen or whatever uh and maybe can relate or something like that so it is very like relative i will give it that as much as always been so they definitely keep that going uh there's uh, there might be a couple of filler episodes or whatnot uh i don't i don't know why this was turned into a series like even if it was like a two-parter mini-series where like each 
I just don't feel like it should have been eight episodes. Anyway, okay, I'm not going to go into all of that. I'll talk about that on a later note. But um, other than that, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy seeing everything and how it all played out. Uh, and um, seeing, I don't know, just seeing them move on to the next phase. Because I feel like we kind of grew up with the cast based on, you know, the best men cast. Feel me? And for those who watched the first one and then the second one and then... Um, I think what there was a third one, right? Wasn't there a third one? And then, you know, now they have this. Um, so we've kind of seen them go from this level to this level and this level. And I think that's just pretty dope in following that. Uh, so I think they did do a good job as far as keeping that all together and keeping the warmth. And then seeing the cast on screen again and the fact that they are older now, they're different in their real lives and they have grown as actors and coming back together, you could just feel the camaraderie on the screen when they're doing a scene together, you know? And I just love that about ensembles because when you have actors that know each other in real life and can get along, that plays out on camera. And then it picks up on the storyline and it allows the acting to be executed just that much greater. So I'm here for it. You feel me? So um I did appreciate that. So yeah, that's that's my that's my take on um best man uh final chapters so again that's on peacock if you haven't seen it by now i need you to step your um country pace up because it's been out since like november okay all right check that out uh all right let's just stick to peacock while i'm here and i'm gonna talk about this uh <laughs> this show right here is kind of funny um Okay, so <laughs> now I was going to do like a panel on this, but quite honestly, I think it might be triggering, <laughs> so I'm not going to do that, but <laughs> Traders on Traders on Peacock, okay, it is a game show, all right, it is a game show, and uh, the winner at the end, they win, uh, I believe it's $100,000, okay, and it is a uh who done it competition okay so they have uh different they have different like reality series celebrity reality show celebrities and then some regular people or whatever but those who just like you know crime stuff or whatever in their field and everything like that right so uh hold on let me pull this up Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a hundred thousand. I'm sorry. It's two hundred and fifty thousand. In the ultimate murder mystery game, twenty players work together on thrilling missions to win a prize of up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And when I when it says up to, it's because all the different challenges that they have to do, uh, each challenge gives them you know more money to add to the pot, or whatever the case is. But if they don't you know accomplish the challenge, then of course, that money doesn't get added to the pot. And then they, at the end of each episode, they ought to have this little sit-around table. And uh, in between the challenges and the sit-around table, this is where you see the dynamic of the players forming alliances and uh, trying to figure out who's the person that did the murder or whatever, right? Like, who? Uh, well, who is the traitor, okay? And there's three traitors, right, that are chosen by the host. 
So it's, they do this thing in the beginning where it's like duck, duck, goose. Remember on duck, duck, goose, everybody sat in a circle. And then the person would like walk around like duck, 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 goose. And then they tag you and then you got to chase them or whatever the case is. Okay. So he does something similar to that. So everybody is sitting, the 20 people are sitting around the table. Everybody has blindfolds. They put their blindfolds on. He walks around the table ever so ominously and slowly, okay, and he taps three people on the shoulder. Those, then he has everybody take off the blindfolds, and then the people who were chosen to be the traitors, they get to meet secretly uh, every single time um, uh, after uh, the, the voting happens or whatever the case is so that they can choose the next person to murder. Okay, so that means every morning, right, there is somebody who's going to be removed from the competition because they have been murdered, right, based on the strategy of the traitors to make sure that they stay hidden. Because if they get found out, then the, the pot automatically goes to the people who were left over, uh, who were left over um, in the competition who were not traitors. Now, if they're at the end, if the traitors, if there are still, tra how did it go? If the traitors are still at the end, as well as non-traitors, then the money still, the money still goes to the traitors. Okay. I know it sounds super confusing. It sounded super confusing to me, but the, the more you watch it, you start to forget that part and you start to follow along of all of these alliances and the people lying and the people who who are the traitors, especially the winner of the traitor and how that person stayed undetected. And even when even when there was a little bit of light shining on the person, they managed to manipulate, okay? And shout out to Mr. Brown from Tyler Perry. They they managed to manipulate, basically manipulate the whole situation in order for um them to remain and go back under the radar so it was just it's it's a good show i ain't gonna hold you um but it's not something that out that is worth i would say binging it's one of those shows like you watch it a little bit and maybe go back to it if you want to do that now if you want to binge it go right on ahead there's 10 episodes each uh episode other than the finale is just under an hour um but it is definitely interesting to see how manipulative people can be, how gaslighting is a form, is is an easy form to do whether you want to do it or not, um, and how easily naive and gullible people can be, and how people can take parts of information or part of something they see and run with something that isn't even true. And then go run and tell that. And then it becomes a crazy game of telephone. And the truth doesn't end up being uh, found out until after the fact. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's crazy. And then everything you say is always questions. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's crazy. I don't know. It's a good show. Oh, what up, Gigi? Hey, Reed. Look at you putting me on something again. Look, y'all don't do nothing but add to my list of things that I need to watch. Okay, I'm out of the store now, so now I can pop my ish. Okay. Um, I'm about to go get me something to eat because I still haven't did that just yet. 
But I'm finna have time to put some things on and watch it. So what is it that you're saying we need to watch? What up, Gigi? What up? Hey, what's going on? Hey, Donna. Hey, Bunny J. Um, so, okay, so that was that show, Traders. That was the competition show. Um, okay, so let me... Is there anything else I had on uh, the Peacock Network? Oh, I, there was something. Hold on. And... Do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Okay, so this is for all my crime junkies, okay? Um, hold on, let me change the title. <laughs> this is for all my crime junkies. Now, this one is going, is definitely uh, kind of crazy. Definitely, uh, like, I don't know. I don't know how else to put it, y'all. Because psychopath, dude is just a psychopath. That's all. Hopefully, it'll let me um put all of this in here. Okay, then, Stereo. Letting us put long titles on there. Okay, then. Shout out to that. Wait, have anybody seen Sick on Peacock? I think you already yep. said that. So I watched Sick on Peacock, and that was, boy, that was a good movie. And also, The Reading on BET+. Plus. With fucking what's her name, Monique? That was a good fucking movie. I get. I'm. I'm a get BET plus. I made the decision yesterday. Um, I had to maneuver some things around in my in my bills so that I could because my streaming platforms is going crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I'm definitely. I'm a get BET plus because I want to watch the Tima. I am Team Zatima, okay? I like Zach and Fatima off of Sisters. I am Team Zatima, so I want to watch their show. I didn't even know they had a spinoff show until I came across it accidentally looking for something else. So, yeah, you know, and this other app that I use, it ain't up there, you know what I mean? So, I don't have a way to watch it, you know? So, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to get into that. And then I also noticed that BZ Plus picked up their uh, content pace. You know, and I'm definitely interested in that. So I'm here for it. You know, I'm 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 I'ma support it. I'ma support it. Okay, so this is for my crime junkies, all right. This is a uh, perfect world, a deadly game. Uh this is only a two-parter, okay? Each ep both episodes are just under an hour. All right, it is a Peacock original, and this is the premise of it. A group of gamers tries to track down an internet troll named Menhaz after he claims to have killed two of his family members with no intention of stopping the murder spree, okay? Now, the kid is basically a psychopath, yo, and the way that these gamers came together and found him to make sure he didn't do any more killing and they didn't even know his real name. And they did it within the, like, the, just in the matter of minutes. Like, I, this show was crazy. But old boy definitely was on some psychopath type stuff, you know. And uh, you just, I will say this. Like, if you got um, kids that play video games, especially like COD or, um, you know, anything that is, uh, you know, available to be spoken, even if it's, uh, 
what is it, Roblox or whatever the case is, if it is in an open forum where the kids can interact with other people around the world and stuff like that, I you should let them watch this show. I really do. Watch it with them. Don't let them watch it on their own. I mean, unless you feel like their maturity level can handle it. But I definitely would uh, encourage parents to watch this. Okay? For real, for real. Because you just, you just never know really who you're talking to online. You know, even in a game. Oh, definitely. But you don't got to get BET Plus to watch that. You can get Philo and pay $20 a month. Less than $25 a month. But then again... BT Plus might be just $9 a month. And you can watch Zach and Fatima. That is my show. I'll be glad when they come back with season two. But I do watch Sisters too. Yeah, see, I like Sisters. I'll be, um, um, I catch, uh, so when it comes to BT, I like Sisters. I like The Oval. Um, you know, and I'll definitely want to watch the Tima. Um, and then I did see a poster for that movie you just talked about with Monique. So I want to watch that, you know. And then also I feel like I, I, you know, I had to definitely just look at myself and be like, I'm willing to pay for Netflix and Disney Plus and all these others, but I, I'm not going to pay for for BET Plus. Like what? Like yeah, no, that ain't cool. So yeah, definitely. Uh, want to do my to support? You know I mean, cause I would love to get some more content, especially given the fact that I even pay for Zeus, okay? And that's just ratchet reality TV. You know, I don't watch the Chris the Krishan Rock show, but I you know I am gonna I'm gonna watch the Baddies West, cause it's the West Coast. <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. But um, real quick, just to wrap up, a perfect world. I mean, not a perfect world. Perfect world, a deadly game. Uh, again, it's on Peacock. Each episode is just under an hour. It is a true crime series. It did happen in, you know, in real life. Okay, that is, it is a real thing. Um, so yeah, and like I said, encourage your children, watch it with them uh, if they are into online gaming like that. Okay, just especially in talking to them on how to deal with trolls. You know what I mean? Like, and what keywords to look for and stuff like that and information not to give and say online you you know just stuff like that some my baby plays video games he plays fortnite he plays roblox he plays fucking basketball and he has a headset and mic i'm i'm a gamer too but i have not been gaming in so long i'm one of those mama that will cuss the next person out and don't give a fuck i will go in there and cuss a bitch out really quick behind mines because when i used to game i used to cuss people out so Uh let the nigga be hearing him (laughs) saying or doing whatever it is that he be doing i will go in there and cuss him out and sometimes i hear him on there saying little things and i'll be like say he hurry up and mutes his mic because i will embarrass him don't do that just because you hear the next person (laughs) saying it don't say that that part that part okay i'm looking for the next tv show that i'm about to bring to y'all on um because boom there we go uh this is on amazon prime we're gonna jump to amazon prime so we're going from uh the peacock network to amazon prime so again a perfect world a deadly game on peacock true crime series all right so yeah it's like my little one she be one um 
you know, uh, play video games and stuff. And I'm, I'm so, so specific. And she'd be like, can I download a new game? If I see anything that has something to do with, uh, with like, um, talking to people online or whatever, I'm like, nope, no, 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 too young. I just, no, I'm too protective. No, I, I can't, I ain't, my stress level ain't built for that. <laughs> it's just not, I'm not built for that. You know, you got to protect your kids out here today. You feel me? More so than ever. Got to protect the babies. You know? All right. So this show right here, this series. Now, this is uh, season two. Okay. Which is why I put Hunters 2. Okay. Um, hold on. You know what? I should just put Hunter season two. Hold on. Let me do that. Let me put an S right there. Yeah. Let me do that. Hunters season two. Because I reviewed season one last, well, a couple years ago. Because season one was a while ago. Um, but this is bringing back the original cast. Okay, which I absolutely love, plus adding some, all right? And let me just break down who the cast is, like, I mean, this right here, let me just give you the cast before I give you the premise, all right? So the cast, Logan Lerman, uh, Al Pacino, Josh Radner, uh, and if y'all don't know who Josh Radner is, that is the guy from uh, How I Met Your Mother. You know, the main character, the main dude from How I Met Your Mother. Okay. Uh, Tiffany Boone, Kate Mulvaney, Jennifer Jason Lee, uh, Jerika Hinton, uh, Lena Olin. Um, who else? Oh, Dylan Baker, Carol Kane, legendary Carol Kane, yo. Uh, Luis Ozawa. I don't know how you say it. Shang Shin. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, Shang Shin, uh, who else do, oh, Victor Williams, is there anybody, oh, Kenneth Tigar, another, uh, actor, another legend actor, Ben Livingston, another legend in the industry, uh, Celia Weston, another, <laughs> like, there's all these different mixtures of people, this is a very well-to-do ensemble cast, so, for if you're not familiar with Hunters season one or the just it you know the show at all, it is basically um, Nazi hunters. Okay, so the first season tells the story of how um, a young man becomes a part of a team of Nazi hunters by way of his uh, grandma being murdered. Okay, and uh, he goes on this journey of understanding the ways of being a Nazi hunter and, you know, the connections and what, you know, basically what that lifestyle is going to be and them actually hunting down people. And then you have all these other storylines of how the Third Reich is supposed to be, you know, building back up in order to, you know, basically pull another uh, Hitler movement again, okay, and all this stuff, right? So you got all these going on, and then you have the the crew is like, um, think of the Avengers but different, or think of any uh, you know ensemble or group of random people who come together <laughs> and have specific skills, you know, in order to get the job accomplished. Okay, so that's where we meet everybody. They do a lot of character building in season one, and uh, we see Al Pacino is definitely like an anchor character in 
um, in the series. Okay, he's a major, major player. All right, uh, and but then so was the young man. All right, so now in season two, the young man is in charge. By ways, I'm not going to tell you. You have to watch the reason why he is now in charge. And they go back and forth in se- with season two with going from the present to the past, showing you some, certain things that happened in the past, which is why it's affecting the present. Okay. And how, uh, you know, everybody thought Hitler was dead, but he wasn't dead. <laughs> okay. So uh, he wasn't dead and he was found. And then um, Hitler going to trial and all of this other stuff. And then they also show you um, flashbacks in both one and two, um, especially in the um, the origin stories of a lot of the characters where they show you their experiences when it came to being a part of the Holocaust and being survivors of the Holocaust and what they lost and what they experienced. And what I thought was pretty moving and beautiful is that the scene where they're at trial with Hitler and um, he is being, he's at the tribunal court and he is being questioned and things of that nature. Um, no, I'm sorry, before he gets questioned and they're bringing up survivors and having them tell their stories and, um, just the impact that you can just sense that you, and, and just basically feel and know that these are people's real stories that they're reciting to move, you know, to tell the story. You feel me? And how what these people had lived through and survived through and had to see and experience like all of that. You feel me? Like it's just kind of touching and it's very sad, but it's also um, exhilarating to the point where they got to tell their story. You know what I mean? And I think that's just most important. And they definitely touch on that. So they humanize. Um, there's a lot of humanity in the series as well. So it's not just all like dark, dark, dark and killing, 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 but there is definitely like a heart to it. And the heart of it all is just making sure that, you know, the, the Holocaust survivors are safe. The person that created all of this, uh, chaos and this, you know, destruction is held accountable for their actions, you know? And then I also appreciate how, when they were, um, uh, uh, questioning when the prosecutor was questioning Hitler and in true narcissist fashion, you know what I'm saying? Like you hit their ego, they will show you who they really are, even though they try to play it cool most of the time and mimic emotion as if they're cool, calm, and collected until you hit their ego and they have to prove you wrong on the strike that you made against their ego, you know, and the outbursts that come with it and the actions that come with it. And it reveals the monster that they really are if they are a psychopathic narcissist. Okay. So there's that. Um, and then it also shows a little bit of betrayal that happened, uh, you know, with, um, with Hitler and all this other kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, but, I think Hunters 2 definitely does his job. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad they did come back with a season two because I was a little bit nervous because season one came out during I think season one came out during COVID or whatnot. And I was really nervous that they weren't going to come back with a season two, but I'm glad that they did. And just to let y'all know, uh, season two has eight episodes 
and so i believe season one does oh season one has 11 episodes and season two has eight okay um but it is definitely worth it it is not one of those shows to have as background noise it absolutely is not i also don't recommend it as far as like a binging kind of a series unless you are just into that type of genre where you want to you can get a feel of it of like watching a really long movie so put it like this if you've ever watched schindler's list and sat through that long movie and all of that darkness of what it was then you can binge hunters but if you've never seen schindler's list then i wouldn't recommend binging hunters okay not unless you might be a fan of al pacino and you just want to see the series on that or one of the other, you know, uh, legendary actors that's on the series. So yeah, there's that, but that's my recommendation. That's my opinion. I appreciated it. I liked it. You know, I don't really, um, the only negative I have again, you know, have with it is that I wish it would have been more episodes. I feel like they, it was, it, some of the episodes seemed like they were rushed because they only had eight episodes compared to having 11 in the first season. Because the first season just seems like it was very well told at a good pace. Whereas I felt like if they would have had more time, they probably could have expanded certain parts of the storyline to not make it feel like, oh, we got to hurry up and get this done. So yeah, but Hunter season two, definitely worth it okay that's what i like that's what i like all right let's see um i'm gonna move to um apple tv i'm gonna move to apple tv real quick because there's only two shows on apple tv that um that i actually watch on there as of right now as of right now and that is Serpent is one of them. No, Serpent. Servant. That's what it's called. Servant. And this is on Apple TV. Um, Hold on. Oh, shoot. I can't pull it up through that. I got to pull it up this way. Uh, This show is uh, dark. <laughs> this is a really dark type of show. But you can't really expect anything other than that, given the fact that it is a series created by M. Night Shyamalan. So, um, yeah, and I'm pretty sure y'all know who M. Night uh, Shyamalan is. Hold on. Let me just bring this up real quick. So, M. Night Shyamalan, this is just uh, some of his stuff. Which I've, I ain't gonna hold you. I've not been a big fan of his because some movies, well, the early earlier movies that I watched of his, I was just like, I sat through this. I sat through an hour and a half for two hours for this. It was like anticlimactic with the ending. And it just seemed like, oh, okay. But then he, you know, made me like him a little bit because he did, he is the one responsible for Unbreakable, Split, The Sixth Sense, and glass and for those who don't know unbreakable split and glass i believe are part of like the marvel um uh part of marvel um he also did uh lady in the water last airbender but it was the village for me 
where I was like, ah, I can't, I sat through this and I was quite disappointed, you know. However, it was described to me um, or suggested to me to watch The Servant uh, on Apple TV. And so I gave it, a, you know, I gave it a go and I was like, oh, okay, I'm here for it. You know, it, it, it was, it's giving creepy vibes. Absolutely. It's definitely giving creepy vibes, but, uh, oh, they're not part of Marvel. I thought, um, or I, I know it's a comic book. I know, I believe, I believe it's a comic book. Oh, don't let me do this. Cause I definitely don't want my comic book people coming for me. Be like, no, it ain't. Um, Oh, shoot. I clicked on the wrong thing. Um, Hold on. Let me see something real quick. I thought it was a part of a comic book. It's not, is it? Oh, okay. It says, oh, wait, but that's from Wikipedia. Okay, it's not based on a real comic. Okay, hold on. Instead, Shalomon created his own cinematic comic book universe. Oh, that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Okay, what's this, though? And then there's something called Century Man. I don't know. I'm finna go down this whole rabbit hole. This comic book just popped up called um, Century Man. I don't know what that is, but now I'm finna go down a rabbit hole. And um, <laughs> when I do the separate, uh, when I do the separate uh, episode about the servant, I'm gonna talk about that because uh, it's gonna include like further information in the separate episodes. So make sure y'all stay tuned for that. But thank you, Donna. Appreciate that. Um, so the servant um, on Apple TV. Uh, yeah. So it's by M9 Shalaman. Um, and I kind I do like this series. Uh, there are four seasons altogether. I believe it's in its fourth season right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yes, it's in its fourth season right now. There's only five episodes into the fourth season. Uh, each, there are, hold on. The three seasons prior to each have 10 episodes. Each episode is just under one hour. Okay. And the basis is this. All right. Uh, let me let me give you the overview. Okay. A Philadelphia couple is in mourning after an unspeakable tragedy creates a rift in their marriage and opens the door for a mysterious force to enter their home. Okay. So I will give you this. The tragedy is the mother had, you know, a uh, mommy brain and you know how sometimes uh, new moms that are, you know, overwhelmed with being uh, a new mom and stressed out and the baby doesn't stop crying they have postpartum depression like and especially if the spouse is gone so there was an accident that happened with the baby okay and she went catatonic and they you know had somebody come in and you know offered her to have you know one of those um silicone babies right to help her like therapy wise to mourn and then to move forward but she took it too serious as thinking the baby was a real baby to the point where she decided that she was gonna get a nanny okay a live-in nanny 
and that's where the servant girl come in at. But let's just say they didn't meet on accident, uh, and the servant serves more than just the family. Okay, I'm just leaving it at that. Now, if you want further more, you gotta catch, you gotta catch when I do the solo show with the with just you know talking about that. But um, man, this show is weird. It's very weird. There are some filler episodes in it. Um, it is dark, and I mean dark as far as like if you've ever watched Game of Thrones or House of Dragons, and you know how the scenes just seem dark, like you can't, like it's uncomfortable to you know depending on what screen you're using if you're using a phone you know you have to make sure like your phone is in the right type of darkness you know if you're at home it's going to be a little bit easier but everything is dark for the most part uh but i guess it goes along with the whole theme of the show because the entire show is ominous you know like the servant girl is weird the mom is crazy and neurotic and I, when I mean she's neurotic, the mom is like, you just be wanting to tell her to, like, shut up. Like, the actress who plays her does an excellent job. I'm not even going to hold you. She she do an excellent job. And it's Lauren Ambrose uh, plays the mom. And for y'all who don't know who Lauren Ambrose is, uh, she played in the HBO show Six Feet Under, Can't Hardly Wait. Uh, the other woman, I feel like I've seen her in something else, though. I don't know what, like, or maybe she just looks like somebody who I thought she was. Because now I'm trying to remember her in Six Feet Under. Was she the daughter? I think she might have been the daughter in Six Feet Under. I don't know. Um... I'll go down that rabbit hole too when we talk about it. But uh, shout out to the servant though on Apple uh, Apple TV if you do have it. Um, if you don't, <laughs> you can figure out a way to watch it if you're into this kind of thing. Definitely check it out because it, it is definitely on a suspense type. It's a suspense th- spiritual thriller. I put it like that. It's not um, it's not gory at all. So there's not like a whole bunch of blood and all that kind of stuff, but it is kind of a little bit slow pace, um, and it could be background noise, kind of, I, I guess it could be background noise, it's not something you actually gotta, like, necessarily sit and watch, you know what I mean, not unless you just want to sit and watch it, but typically when I watch it, I got, I'm doing some other stuff, I'm probably scrolling on my phone, or Something like that. Now, if there happens to be something where I'll like, I'll hear where there's movement and not a lot of talking, then I'll rewind it and be like, okay, did I miss something? But other than that, it's not that. And then I binged the first seat, the first seasons because I wanted to catch up to it. But then once I had caught up to it, I just wait until the um, season's halfway over and then I start watching it. So now that it's at uh, episode four or whatever, like I'm pretty much caught up with it at this point so it's pretty good so far it's interesting how this is gonna play out because um i'm i'm looking side eye at them two old ladies i'm looking side eye at them two old ladies i, I ain't gonna hold you um <laughs> but that's that's the servant on apple tv uh, i think each episode come out on hmm want to say it comes out on like friday 
I want to say Friday. I think Thursday or Friday for the servant that comes out. Well, but you can just check the Apple app, uh, Apple TV app. Okay, so this next one I'm excited to talk about because it is also on Apple TV. But that ain't why I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it because uh, it takes place. It's filmed in the Bay Area. So shout out to Oakland and shout out to San Francisco. <laughs> just saying. Um, hold on. Uh, it's called Truth Be Told, starring uh, Octavia Spencer. And this season, okay, this season, so every season, this is what I noticed they do, okay? So every season, they have, of course, Octavia Spencer, you know what I'm saying? Like, she is iconic at this stage of the game. She is a living legend, okay? Uh, She is, of course, the main character. She plays a character named Poppy. She has a podcast, all right? And she does, she talks about true crime. All right. Uh, the first season gives you her origin story. So I am definitely, of course, encouraging y'all to check it out. All right. Uh, so um, her dad is uh, is in a motorcycle club. All right. And they own uh, he has he owns a bar. All right. So they are definitely a staple within the community. You feel me? And she's got uh, a, a couple of sisters right and tammy roman from basketball wise okay is also on the series she plays the girlfriend to uh poppy daddy all right hold on let me just put this up for y'all okay just give y'all the rundown of the cast because you know i get excited when it comes to the cast so uh now octavia spencer of course you have hanifa wood ron cephas uh makai pfeiffer uh Baby, let me tell y'all something. My my husband. That was the, one of the reasons why I married him. Okay, because he looked like Makai Pfeiffer, baby. Just I'm just saying. Uh, so yeah, Makai Pfeiffer, uh, Michael Beach, um, who also again he also plays in. I mentioned him earlier. He plays in Mayor of Kingstown on uh, Paramount Plus. All right. Uh, you have Merle Dandridge, and do y'all know who Merle Dandridge is? Ha! That's uh, Pastor Greenleaf from the Greenleafs on the OWN Network, okay? Who also plays Marlene on the HBO show Last of Us. See how this all goes together? Y'all see that? All right. So Merle Dandridge, okay, she plays the wife to uh, Makai Pfeiffer, all right? Uh, like I mentioned, Tammy Roman, you have Tracy Thomas, you have Andre Royo. Uh, who else is on here that I recognize? Oh, Annabella Ciora, Molly Hagen, Nicholas Bishop. This season, okay, we have the we have Gabrielle Union. So each season, there's another you know, like popular movie star or TV star that is a part of the storyline. So last season was Kate Hudson, okay? This season is Gabrielle Union. I'm just saying, this show is good. I appreciate this show because it takes place in the Bay Area. They use actual Bay Area slang and dialogue. They show you real parts of the Bay Area, not just the the cushy posh parts you know what i mean they it just shows you the grittiness and 
I don't know. I just appreciate it. Uh, Poppy, played by Octavia Spencer, she does a really good job. Sometimes I be looking at her, though, like, where, where, that didn't make no sense. Sometimes it just seems like she's a little naive, but I feel like the last season put her in a position to where she being naive is no longer a luxury if she's going to be doing what she's doing, you know, because in the first season, we see her switch up the type of podcast she was doing before into what she started to do at that point. And then she carried on again into the second season. And now in the third season, I feel like she's pun intended more seasoned. Okay, so she's not as naive and she's actually keeping, you know, her third eye on when it comes to certain individuals uh, that are crossing her path. So I'm glad to see that in the writing because I would not want them to develop Poppy's character to the point where she is stagnant on common sense. Like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that character, um, that characteristic in a character played by Octavia, Octavia Spencer. I'm sorry. I just, I just don't. It just don't sound right. It just don't seem. Fit. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Shout out to everybody and the listeners. Hey, Eri. What, what it up, do? Big C? Y'all already know who it is. Your boy Big C. Let's get it. Let's go. Love you, Big C. Shout out to you. Thank you for pulling up. Um. So, yeah, y'all, that's Truth Be Told on uh, Apple TV, you know. Uh, Definitely check it out. Uh, It's going to be worth it. Like I said, this is in its third season. Uh, The third season is only four episodes in, okay? Only four episodes in. The next episode is going to come out on uh, the 10th, okay? It's going to come out on the 10th. So, shout out to... Truth be told, shout out to Octavia Spencer, you know, shout out to that. Uh, Okay, now I'm going to switch gears again. This is not a streaming service. This is what I paid to go watch. I paid $20 to go watch this, okay? Um, Was it worth it? Eh, depends on how you look at it. Depends on how you ask me which part was worth it. Like, was it worth paying $20? To go see Avatar 2 for the scenery and the 3D glasses and the imagery that was in 3D. Yes. Was it worth paying $20 for the story? Not necessarily because the story was predictable. The way I described Avatar 2 is that it was predictable and beautiful. It was predictable and gorgeous, you know, and it was good to see a different um, group of the species of avatars and how uh, you have, you know, they are the ones of the of the trees and uh, the green avatars are the ones of the seeds. OK, so <laughs> I just thought that was a good, you know, um connection that they built a good bridge to connect them on and then I also appreciated how they included with the marine life and caring for animals and that animals have emotions in our families and 
think, you know, just, you know, just like humans are, or just like, you know, the avatar species is and stuff. So uh, you definitely have, of course, our antagonist, which is the return of the general, okay, um, which he was able to infiltrate based on the fact that um, they turned him into uh, one of the creatures, okay, uh, one of the creatures, but, you know, they turned him into, uh, um, what did they call them? I don't see, I don't even know what you called them on Pandora, you know, but, uh, James Cameron did an excellent job. The cinematographer is Russell Carpenter. I'm finna, hold on, let me click on his stuff and see what else he's done, because I'm just like, oh, what, he did Critters back in 88? Titanic? Uh, what else was he a part of? True Lies. Oh, I remember Lawnmower Man. Locker 13, seen that. Charlie's Angels, Pet Cemetery 2. Shallow How Money Talks. Indian in the Cupboard. Triple X. Terminator 3. Ant-Man. 21. That was a good movie. Jobs. That's a Steve Jobs movie. Okay, then. Look, see, this is why I be clicking on stuff. You know, we learn as we go. We learn as we go here at Binge Rewind, okay? I seen Avatar as well. And I will say this. <laughs> Don't judge me, but... <laughs> the Fire Stick helped me to watch the Avatar movie. Because, baby... Uh-uh, I don't got money like that, but leave it to the fire stick for me to, to catch up on the movie. <laughs> Shout out to the fire stick. You know what? What movie I am waiting on is The Knock at the Cabin. I'm waiting to see that movie. It is not on the fire stick yet, but trust and believe as soon as it come out, I'm going to watch it. What is that? The Knock Oh, Knock at the Cabin. What is this? Hold on. Let's see. Mystery. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one with Batista. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm excited for that one, too. I'm excited for that one and also want to see uh, Cocaine Bear. Is that what it's called? Cocaine Bear or Bear, Bear on Cocaine or something. <laughs> I, just, I don't know, especially because it's based on a true story. I just, I just, I don't know. That just seems so funny. It seems funny to me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, y'all, uh, Avatar 2, uh, like I said, it was definitely beautifully um, predictable. It was. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got for that. It was, I spent more time just paying attention to the scenery. And I'm one of them people where, like, when I go to the movie theater, I want to sit, like, in the middle you know what I'm saying? So that I ain't got to, like, you know, miss anything. I want to see everything. Everything? Everything. So, yeah, shout out to that. So, yeah. <laughs> um. All right, moving on. Moving on. Um. Oh, okay, let's go to HBO. Let's go to HBO. Um, the menu. Okay. Uh. This was an amazing uh, movie, for real though. Now it came out in theaters, but I, I, 
watch it on HBO Max. Uh, this was a really good movie, and it's not. I'm a, I'm excited to review this movie. Um, and it's in its uh solo space because there's so much to dissect when it comes to this movie. Uh, it's not just a you know a psychological thriller. It's just not a suspense movie. It talks about um how we as people how we can take um service people for granted and how service people who are really good at their jobs such as chefs end up falling trapped to being a um a food slave to those who want to you know eat their food okay and how they want to eat their food, but they're not enjoying the food. And I think it also touches on the the artistry of being a creator of something. And he just so happened to be a creator of food. But you can slip in any creator in there. I think it also was a good job at highlighting um, people's egos. And there's a little bit of narcissism in all of us. It may not be on the unhealthy side of it to be clinically diagnosed, but there is narcissism in a, in a little bit of all of us. Otherwise, you wouldn't have an ego and your feelings wouldn't be hurt about certain things because your ego is hurt, you know, and the the people that were selected to go to the dinner and why they were selected and the reasoning for the specific menu that they got, you know, I think it touches on. um confidence and being true to yourself and true to other people you know and being honest and not just being honest to say you know to cya you know cover your ass but to be honest because it's 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 a should be a moral value to you you know what i'm saying and to being true to who you are and not what society wants you to be or what your uh, you know, your um, very gifted skill set should be. You know what I mean? And the fact that also throughout that entire movie, there was a riddle. There was a riddle. And it was like, wait, what? Like, I don't know. I enjoyed the menu. I liked it. Is it a movie I will watch again? Absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. One of those movies where I I could watch it. It's it's on my um, it's on my list to definitely uh be able to watch it again. Um, now it is it is ominous. Uh, there, but I feel like if you are into dark comedy, like I mentioned earlier, there are certain parts that can be a little comical. Okay. Uh, but here's the description on a on HBO. Ready for dinner? A couple who travels to an ex, to an exclusive restaurant are shocked to see what's on the menu in this delectable horror satire. And the other part that I loved about uh this show, I mean this movie, is um, hold on, let me no, don't do that. Is that uh Anya Taylor Joy? Do y'all know who that is? Well, if you have Netflix and you watch The Queen's Gambit, that is the star from The Queen's Gambit. 
Yes. And I just I adore her because what I'm really hoping for, I have put this out into the atmosphere and I'm hoping the energy will boomerang back to give me what I want to see on screen that I feel like she would be absolutely amazing at. Okay, so if there are any directors and producers and screenwriters, I need y'all to do this and uh, get Anya Taylor-Joy to play a biopic of Audrey Hepburn, okay? I think she would do absolutely amazing. She has the bone structure, she has the face structure, and the way that she looked in The Queen's Gambit, she would make an amazing Audrey Hepburn. That's all I'm saying. To see her do a scene at breakfast at Tiffany's, I hey, I just hey, I'm just a movie connoisseur. I just think she would do great. All right, I just think she would. Wait, is this? I think that's. I was thinking about that movie. Is the menu about that girl and her dude? They were selected to go eat, and these chefs cook. I wanted to watch it because I'm like, I think the chefs may be killers when they start. Give, telling them they had this certain amount of time to run in the woods and shit. Is that the movie you're talking about? That is the movie. That is the movie I'm talking about. Yes, ma'am. That is the movie I'm talking about. So yeah, uh, it stars the Anya Taylor Joy, Ralph Fiennes, and for y'all who may not be well, we should all know who Ralph Fiennes is. And um, if you don't know who he is by face, I know you know the character of Voldemort. Even if you don't watch Harry Potter. Okay, so he plays Voldemort. Voldemort, Voldemort, that dude, the bad guy with no nose. Okay, uh, <laughs> Nicholas Holt, okay, uh, is playing the the date to Margot, who is played by Anya. That, his name is Tyler. You have Janet McTeer. Um, you have Hong Chow, who uh, plays the assistant to Ralph Fiennes, who is the chef. Um, you have uh, John Leguizamo. Uh, has uh, is in here Judith Light, uh, Christina Brucato, Rob Yang. Um, is there anybody else I recognize? Oh, Reed Bernie, I do recognize him from stuff. Um, and that's all who I recognize at the moment. But yeah, I'm just saying, like this, this is a good movie. It really is. Um, and be open minded when you watch it. Don't don't go in. I, I would say this. If you if you go into the if you go into watching the menu with oh this is just a killer movie you'll you'll miss the other layers that are put out there in the dialogue because I don't know what it is it's like every word every sentence that is said and whatever scene it just adds to the riddle of the movie and to the different messages for the movie, the different metaphors, that's a better word, the different metaphors and similes, for that matter, of, you know, society. So, yeah, uh, but it's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. I liked it. I enjoyed it. So, shout out to that. Um, now, I don't really have, I don't really have a negative. Well... See, my my negative ain't really a negative because it's almost like I want to watch another one. It's almost like it's like okay. So you know how I said the best men final chapters could have been a movie and not a series. 
See, I feel like the menu could have been a series and not a movie. <laughs> Just like, I feel like it could have been the opposite. So, yeah, I'm here for that. Um, but, yeah, shout out to the menu um on hbo make sure y'all catch it if you have not already it is just under two hours and it is very very good and you know and if you watch it let me know what your reaction is to it all let me know let me know let me know let me know okay so okay here's the other one that i watched on hbo uh because i went through a moment where I was like, eh, I'm gonna watch, um, movies, because I do watch a lot of TV shows, and sometimes I be needing a break, yo, I do, I be needing a break from the, the shows, okay, so, see how they run, Okay, sorry about that. Got a phone call. Um, This is another ensemble uh, movie. Uh, (laughs) The movie is just under two hours. It's just over 90 minutes. So it's like an hour and 38 minutes. Um, And this (laughs) this is the premise, okay? This is also a satire whodunit, okay? It's it's a comedy, basically. Uh, The police get mixed up in the sordid theater underground of 1950s London while investigating a murder involving the filming of a hit play. Okay, so this is like it's dark comedy. Basically, it's dark comedy. And I will pull up the cast. Um, This movie came out last year. Um. So, Sam Rockwell, I love me some Sam Rockwell. I don't know what it is about that man, but I love him. Adrian Brody, Ruth Wilson. Um, who else do I recognize? Oh, here on this list. Oh, Lucian Msadi. Uh, M- uh, M- wait, wait, how do you say his name? Msamadi. Msamadi. Yeah, I've seen him and stuff. I forget exactly what, though. Hold on, let me click on his face. Because I know I've seen him and stuff. Uh, He was in Othello. Oh, that's it. The number one ladies detective agency. (laughs) And Black Earth Rising. I was like, I know I've seen him somewhere. Read Between the Lies. Yes. What else was he in? I knew I wasn't crazy. I just could not pinpoint what else I had seen him in. But yeah, I I <laughs> yeah, he's funny. Um, well not funny, haha, but like funny. Um, but yeah, that oh wait, and David uh Oyo wait, how do you pronounce his name? Oilowo. David Oloyo. Wait, hold on. I'll tell y'all what he's been into. Um he was in Selma. He starred in Gringo, which I believe is on Amazon Prime. Uh, he was in Butler, uh, the movie Jack Ryan, Jack Reacher with Tom Cruise, not the Jack Reacher on Amazon Prime show. Uh, Red Tails, um, Cloverfield Paradox. Was that the most violent year? <gasps> he was in the most violent year, too? Oh, Nightingale. Y'all remember Nightingale? That came out 
um, in 2014. Um, oh, he was in a lot of stuff. Planet of the Apes. Shoot the Messenger. My, oh, The Help. Oh, he's got Lincoln. It's just keep going. Oh, well, shout out to that. I knew I would listen to that. Look, listen. He got a lot of under his belt. So, yeah. Um, that's the cast for See How They Run. And this is, it's a fast-paced movie. Um, it's a dark comedy. Uh, Sam Rockwell, of course, is the main character. And his uh, right-hand person, his assistant, who is a local officer uh, in London, um, she is... She is quirky, okay. She is quirky. She's like the she's like the the assistant that wants to learn from the master, but looks at the master's side eye because she's like, "What are you doing?" You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah. And Adrian Brody, um, he has a he's not like he's kind of like a supporting character, but still fun to watch. He still nails his his character, even though it's more of like a cameo thing or whatnot. But yeah. Um, so yeah, see how they run on HBO. Uh, let's see. And yep. On HBO or any other place where you can watch it. (laughs) Shout out to the fire stick. All right, let's see. Um, (laughs) I guess I will. Is there anything else on HBO that I had on this list? That I wanted to get a child about. Nope. I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. So we're going to take a quick break from the the scripted movies and TV shows. Okay. Just just a quick one. Because um, y'all know I got to get into my reality TV. Okay. Uh, y'all should know how this goes at this point. Um, now, Real Housewives of Potomac. All right. On Bravo. Has wrapped up its latest season, and y'all know if you if you've been listening to me, y'all know how I feel about Giselle. Okay, messy boots. All right. If there was a a pictured a poster child for messiness, she would definitely be up there. All right, because she just nitpicks at everything. And when they did a preview of the upcoming uh trailer. When they did a trailer uh, preview for um, the upcoming reunion. And I think, so you know, like, uh, Bravo, Andy, will allow us, you know, the the viewers to send in questions on what we want him to ask at the reunion. And, you know, some of the best questions, he keeps those and he asks the, you know, the cast, right? When it's their turn of their, you know, talking about their storyline. And one of the things that was he asked to Giselle from someone was, you've used Michael as a storyline. You've used uh, the black uh, Bill Gates as a storyline. Now you, you've you used Juan as a storyline. And now you're using uh, Chris as a storyline. And I ain't going to hold you. Where's the lie? Because I don't see one. I'm just saying. Because Giselle, when you when it's put into that con- concept, it's actually pretty true. Because every season, Giselle 
goes after somebody's husband and someone's marriage. Like, she's all in their business. Like, every single time. Which is interesting because when it comes to what was going on with her and the pastor, okay, that she was entertaining, not entertaining, entertaining, not entertaining, you know what I'm saying? And he out here uh, supposedly got love babies out here and all of this. She can try and paint her picture all she want, that it's a whole kumbaya thing and she got everything under control. But, honey, you couldn't have everything under control if you are so nice, nasty to be in everybody's business that where you're not invited to. Like, you volunteer to be in people's business. It's almost like, you know how they say reality TV show fake, right? You know how people say that? Now, I will say this. Some TV, some reality shows are very true, raw in the moment. You know what I'm saying? The producer might nudge a little bit to draw out that emotion out of you. You know what I'm saying? Because reality TV people are not actors. Actors are, you know, go to training to draw out the emotion to make the storyline work. Reality TV people aren't necessarily that. They, you know what I mean? It's, they have, you got to pull it out sometimes. That's like, even when I used to interview people, you know what I mean? Sometimes like as a performer, as an artist, they rock the stage. They go all out. They give it a hundred percent. But then when I would sit down with them and talk to them, it's like, ah, I got to draw this out of you. You're not very talkative, you know? So sometimes producers will do that. Now, that's the producer's job. Now, unless Giselle has all of a sudden gotten producer credit and she is an EP, you know, uh, it feels like I'm watching a producer. It feels like I'm watching Shawnee from Basketball Wives, okay? Because Shawnee was the EP of her show, but she was also a cast member. Now, Giselle is giving me that kind of vibe. The only difference is, is Shawnee wasn't messy like Giselle, but Shawnee would look the other way, which is just as bad because you're allow- you're looking the other way to allow mess and then throw your hands up like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why they were doing that. You feel me? Like, cut it. But Giselle just volunteers to be messy. So it's interesting, which is why I appreciate Candace this year for calling her out and saying it to her face. Like, I say everything I feel about you to your face. Like, I don't like you. You know what I mean? Candace was so cute and funny this year. And congratulations to Candace on her upcoming project that's out and the song she got out with Trina because I'm pretty sure, I know, I know the fact that Candace not only completed her master's in this season that got filmed, but she also completed her much upgraded music video from the first music video that she did. Not only upgraded as far as the budget, but upgraded the player by having Trina in the video. You know what I mean? Like, now I know that Ashley might feel some kind of way. Because remember, y'all, when Ashley decided that she was going to throw her hat into the music set, uh, the music ring industry, and she came out with that song about her and Michael, 
You know what I'm saying? And she thought she was doing big things when she got invited to go perform at um the you know the LGBTQ IA plus event, okay? And she was doing all of that and she just thought she was on top of the world and da 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 da. But I don't know, she got upstaged by Candace, baby. She got upstaged by Candace in so many ways when it comes to that. And I don't know if anybody else seen it, but did you see the look on Giselle's face when the vi- the music video was playing at the video release party? Giselle, look, she just, listen, RBF wasn't even what she was giving. It was giving haterism. It was giving resting haterism face. RHF. That's what it was giving. Because the look on her face looked just sour. She just looked sour pussed. Okay? <laughs> just. I ain't gonna hold you. I feel like Giselle is is jealous of Candace. I just feel like, just a little bit, you know, envious maybe. Maybe not jealous, but envious. Just a little bit. Just, just a little bit. You know, uh, it just, it just is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, now when it comes to the situation with, uh, Candace's husband, Chris, I appreciate how Chris is standing on his square and is not budging and he ain't apologizing. You know what I mean? Because I do feel like Giselle made that a part of her entire storyline for the entire, made that her storyline the entire season. Because really, when you think about it, the only thing Giselle had going on this season was her daughter's event and being messy to get information about what happened. what happened in Miami and what happened when they went to Mexico. Okay. That's about it. That And then, you know, whatever she doing with Robin, that was her storyline. That's boring. So she did use Chris to be a part of her storyline, making it seem like Chris did something inappropriate to her, you know? And well, she's the way first she made it seem like it was inappropriate to her then she just she minimized it a little bit and switched it up to well it made me uncomfortable and you know she doesn't see anything bad with chris but he just made her feel uncomfortable every when you go i bet you if the producers i mean the editors go back and find clips throughout different seasons they'll find a montage of clips of Giselle saying that about different husbands on the show. For real though. And that's just outlandish. Absolutely outlandish. And I'm proud of Chris for doing what he did and sticking up for his wife. I'm proud of Candace for sticking up for her husband and standing by her husband. And I'm proud of the uh, cameramen and the editors for post-editing because... As many times as Ashley wanted to run with the story, with the with the narrative that her friend told her that Chris was eyeballing her and flirting with her at the spring fling party. And that was the narrative all season. How the producers, every time Ashley would say that, would show the actual footage of Chris standing, leaning at the bar on his cell phone, looking down while Ashley's friend is like three four feet away facing the opposite direction and chris ain't ever look up at her to stare at anything 
So that's going to be interesting to see play out at the reunion. Baby, the reunion going to be juicy, and it's probably going to be a three-parter. I wouldn't put it past it. I'm hoping it's not a four-parter. I don't think we need one, but I wouldn't be too upset, but I feel like it, it could be done in three. I do feel like it could be done in three. Uh, the other outlander storyline uh, is... <laughs> feel like the grand dame karen is shaking in her boots because i feel like her seams are starting the the strings are starting to pull at the seams right now because the way she reacted when they were trying calling her out saying like hey will she get a little tipsy you know what i'm saying she get a little loose the loose get the goose you know hey we've seen karen before when she's when she's stupid drunk she do get a little loosey-goosey. She do. I wouldn't put it past her because she be a little flirtatious when she off the sauce. Not gonna... <laughs> We've seen it. It's on tape. So I just feel like, Karen, you know, I don't want to believe it's true, but I wouldn't say... I would say I'm like at a 80-20. 80, I don't believe it's true. But 20, I feel it's a possibility because I really don't feel like you and the black Bill Gates, I, you know, a.k.a. as Giselle calls him Uncle Ben. I don't feel like y'all getting it in like that. I just I just don't. I just don't. I mean, you out here getting your titties done and all of this and trying to look good and hot and all of that. And you out here with a you got your own outlandish story when you said that Juan uh, Robbins now husband. Okay, but fiance at the time out here cheating on Robin with a whole nother woman, okay, in DC, and the woman looked like you. Come on, Karen. Come on. Come on, Karen. Don't Karen, don't be a Karen. Don't don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Cause I ain't I wasn't buying that. I feel like you just pulled that out your out out your, out your wig. Okay. Feel like you pulled that out your wig. I don't believe you, Karen. I don't believe you. All right. Uh, I think that was just a little bit overboard. Uh, Robin, um, I think I hope you don't think I'm going to let that slide what they showed at the end that uh, prior to the wedding. OK, you caught one communicating with another chick. Now, that makes it seem like it was fire where there was smoke at, you know, when Karen said what she said about one. I hope you address that at the reunion. Okay, now it actually kind of makes more sense why you kept saying we don't got a date yet because you found out, but you didn't want to put it on camera and have that be a part of your storyline. I understand why you did it. I ain't gonna hold you. I understand why you did it because you're tired of everybody in the entire world, especially Twitter and Instagram, being all up in your marriage and your business or the lack of the marriage and the marriage that is now existing i get it i understand but this what you signed up for baby and you do an entire show with your friend who i really low-key sometimes i feel like she puts the battery in your back just sometimes just sometimes okay just a little bit uh but i feel like you know you doing all of this you can't not i don't feel like you cannot expect the the viewers to want to know more you know, but I understand and I do respect the fact that you want to at least have some sort of privacy, you know, when it comes to what goes on in your household. 
I just feel like what you did was going into this reality TV game, especially considering the fact that there's been Real Housewife franchises before you signed on, so you should have been picking up pointers, okay, by watching the series before you, okay, and you spilled all your tea for the world to see, and now you want to get a bounty napkin and and soak it all up, you know, it's and and not and not you know give the people no more, and you know people gonna have you know a way about that, they gonna feel some sort of way. You know, so yeah, there's that. But uh did I miss anybody? Oh, Wendy. Wendy and Mia. Uh they just toxic for each other. Okay. I feel like they low key uh are infatuated with each other. I feel like they low key wanna see what the other one tastes like. And if they gonna make it happen, just make it happen, Captain, and do what you gonna do. Okay? Like I just I can't I just can't do it no more. Y'all are y'all are crazy. <laughs> y'all are giving me blue face and Krishan vibes, okay? And y'all each got, and both of y'all got husbands, you know? It just don't make no sense. But hey, that's what y'all 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 like doing. So there's that. And Mia, I hope you work it out with your best friend. And if you really did just spill all of her business and tell her tea like that in front of the entire world, then yeah, you you ain't no friend. You you really ain't no friend. If any of what you accused her of is actually true and you blasted her like that you are foul for that but if you was just saying something to hurt her just to make it out just to say something for shock value which i think you do a lot of uh you still wrong for that and you need to apologize to your friend publicly not in the instagram story not on twitter on camera Keep that same energy, Mia. Keep that same energy. Okay. Uh, moving on. Um. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me move it on. Uh, I'm gonna talk about this real quick. Uh, Cause they did their um. Okay. Whew, love and marriage Huntsville on the own network, the Oprah Winfrey network. Okay, y'all, we almost done. I wasn't able to finish the entire list, but that's okay. That just gives you uh, something to look forward to when I come back. Okay, I said it was gonna be a, a super duper episode, but I'm not gonna be here too too long, you know. Uh, but yeah, love and marriage Huntsville. Okay, this is on the own network, and they did their reunion and i told y'all when i come back i was gonna speak on the reunion now the reunion was definitely uh interesting as far as i feel like everybody getting their emotions out in a more authentic way and i am team stormy i don't care what nobody say i feel like stormy is the mvp of the season uh she keeps true to who she is and we have seen you know, the cool, calm, collective side of wanting to bring people together and heal and move forward, you know, and um, we've also seen like, <laughs> I'm a killer, but don't push me, you know what I'm saying? So I'm here for it. And I like, I like Stormy. Uh, I think Mel definitely, uh, I feel like she's still hurt and bothered about with Martell. I don't think, I think it's going to take her a really long time to grieve that which is totally understandable. However, I don't think it does her any justice as far as, you know, being condescending and being as though she's above all the messiness and the petty drama because 
she's not. And that's that's one of the things that she does. I just I just can't can't applaud that. I just can't applaud that. You know what I mean? Um, prayers going out to Kimmy. I'm really hoping that, you know, she gets, she recovers and she survives. She going to beat this cancer. You know what I'm saying? Um, no weapon against her shall prosper, baby. Kim, Kimmy is the, um, the truth of the series. She is, she is, um, She's confrontational, but in a very diplomatic, fair, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong way. Not confrontational in the fact of, you hurt my feelings, and now I'm going to feel like this is the right time to just confront you because I feel some kind of way. And da, 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 da. Like, she doesn't do that. And when she does speak, she speaks with intention, and she speaks with purpose, and she speaks with clarity to where... Only if you don't truly understand English, you're not going to catch on to what she's saying because she says it in such an elementary type way, you know, in the way she breaks it down. And I think that's very important to see on camera. I think it's so important to see within the black community. I think it's important to see it in with that level of emotional intelligence coming from a strong black woman. Okay, that is Kimmy. All right. And I'm here for it. You know, Kimmy Scott, like, I'm I'm here for it. I, I love you, Kimmy. I do. You know what I mean? I'm definitely, like, rooting for you and keep you in my prayers, girl. You going you gonna to beat this. All right. Uh, Martel, I do believe what Carlos King said to you, Martel. I do think you are still in love with uh, Melody. I do think that because of what it will look like to the public, um, it will make you probably appear as weak or something other than that because you played a major part in the um the ending of your marriage you know uh and i think you dating uh what's her name sheree whitfield baby Whew, you better have some money because you know rumor on them and on them streets is she don't pay her bills so i'm just saying you better have your ducks in a row, Martel, because you, <laughs> you better hope that wine sell, okay? Hope that wine sell, baby. Hope it sell. Hope it sell. Uh, and will you be appearing on Real Housewives of Atlanta? That's what I want to know. Will you be making a cameo appearance? You know what I'm saying? Uh, that would be interesting, you know? It, it definitely would. Because, uh, you know, Sheree and him been on uh, the the red carpet in some places and all that kind of stuff. And I ain't going to hold you. I kind of feel like it's a publicity stunt. But, hey, I also feel like it's a rebound situation, you know. Uh, but I'm just going to watch it play out. Y'all know how I'll be pooping stuff and watching stuff. I'm just going to see it all unravel and see where it goes. You feel me? Uh, as far as the Whitlows, um, boring, they can go. Carlos, King, Sir, Sire, uh, you can get rid of the Whitlows. I'm sorry. They, like, there's, there's nothing there. They've been on, I think this is, what, their third season? And I don't feel like I know any more about them than what I knew in the first season. I think third time was the strikeout and they can go. I need you to find another couple. They can go. 
bye-bye. See you later. Deuces. Um, I'm done with them. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the Whitlows. Like, for, and this is, see, this is what's crazy. This is how I knew for a fact the Whitlows wasn't making um, an impression on me because every time I reviewed this show, I can never re remember the wife's name. And the wife's name is super simple. It's Tiffany. I could not remember the woman's name. So it's no shade to you as an individual, as a person, because I don't know you like that. But just based on what you was given on screen, on the show, I don't know you. And I didn't remember your name. No shade. I just, it just. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think y'all have any more left to give on the show because you don't want to really open up you don't really want to be transparent and you are anti everything when it comes to actually opening y'all up in whatever setting that is allowed and you're too combative you're not you know open to you're just not open period i mean you can be open with boundaries but you're not even open with boundaries you're just a clam so you can see your way back to the water because i just i don't want to see anything else so there's that um so yeah Real uh love love and marriage Huntsville. Um, that's on the own network. The season just finished not too long ago. Uh, if you want to catch up to it, you certainly can though. And I definitely, if you do get into the series, if you want to get more behind the scenes stuff and see what really be going on for real, for real, make sure you follow Melody Martell, the uh the Scots. Okay, so Marcel. Oh, I didn't even speak about Marcel and Kimmy. Marcel, Kimmy, um, uh. What's his name? Marceau, Kimmy, not Marcel, Marceau, um, and all the other ones, okay? Just just follow everybody because they have definitely um, expanded and have been very wise on how to use social media to keep the the fangoers um, in tuned with what's going on. And then shout out to the YouTube bloggers because they keep up to date with having people spilling information and tea. And of course, they reported to us on YouTube. So I'm just saying, it'd be a show even when the show ain't on. So if you if you down for that, hey, check that out. Okay, check that out. All right, so I'm going to end it because I didn't get into nothing on Hulu. And I had some more stuff on Netflix. But let me tell you about this movie right here because this was the last movie i was watching before i jumped on here with y'all uh this movie funny as hell it's hella funny hold on it's starring uh woody harrelson and kevin hart <laughs> this show felt this movie hella funny yo kevin hart is stupid and I didn't know that I needed a a movie paired up with Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. I didn't know I needed that in my cinema life, but apparently I did. And I'm glad that I didn't realize it and I and I got it because that was fun to watch. That was really fun. I mean, so wait, hold on, let me just pull it up cuz I'm not going to break it all down like that, but it's just, it's just fun, yo. Okay, hold on. Let me pull this up. Oh, oh, dang. Uh, okay, I'm gonna talk about two more. I'm gonna talk about two more because this other movie just popped up and I wanted, I did want to talk about that today. I did because I watched it last night. 
Um, where is it? Come on. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is a, a Netflix, <laughs> Netflix, <laughs> Netflix film. Uh, this action comedy about an ordinary guy mistaken for an assassin features Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. So Woody Harrelson is the assassin. Kevin Hart, of course, is the 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 ordinary guy or whatnot. And there is a simple mistake where it places Kevin Hart in a situation to where now he has to pretend to be the assassin and then all this other chaos takes place. Okay. Um, (laughs) But it's hella funny. And it's not funny just because, um, hold on. Why are they popping up? There is way too many. Okay. There's way too many the man froms when I was trying to type it in on Google that was popping up. Um, But (laughs) it's not just funny because Kevin Hart's in it, but it's the timing of Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson and the action scenes that also seem like its own character and not just a performance, if that makes sense. Uh, which I hope it does. But this is the cast. Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson, Jasmine Matthews, Kaylee Kuoko, which y'all know uh, she's from um, Big Bang Theory. Okay. Ellen Barkin, uh, Pearson Foday. Uh, is there anybody else that I recognize on here? Do, 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 do. Nope. There's not. Okay. So, uh, yeah, where do I know this dude from? The Pearson dude. I know him from something else. No, it ain't that. Where have I seen him on? Maybe he just looks like somebody I saw. I don't know. The, 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 um, Pearson Foday dude. I feel like I've seen him in something else, but I don't know what else I've. Oh, okay. See, I knew I went crazy. He was on Bald and the Beautiful. <laughs> See, no it went crazy. I knew it went crazy. Yeah, Bald and the Beautiful. All right, so, see, pay attention and watch soap operas. <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a fun film, y'all. Like, and so, um, just everything that takes place and how Kevin Hart is just, oh, of course, overreactive with his antics of like what's going on and his screams that we all know he does and stuff like that. But really, for me, it was in some of those fighting scenes and Kevin Hart getting tossed like a rag doll, hella funny. Okay. The other thing that is uh, funny about this film is that it's it's giving um it's giving super. Uh, superhero movie vibes you know how superheroes and villains can go through a true like a like a brutal battle or whatever and get slammed on the ground and all of this kind of stuff and then they just get up like ain't nothing happened they just shake it off and keep pushing like that's that's what's happening throughout this film okay that's what's happening uh but it is it is a fun ride it's a fun ride of a film so if you guys have an opportunity check that out on netflix um like i said it's just under two hours it is not a movie that is background noise it is something i would definitely like encourage you to watch and it's a lot of fun and i I definitely didn't give you like a bunch of spoilers but it's a good ride i'll tell you that all right so uh this last one and then i'm gonna close out and go because i don't want my phone to die um i think this is what this is called hold on let me go back to it 
Yep, that's what it's called. All right. So this also another comedy, okay? Um, because I did I <laughs> I wanted to, I definitely wanted to end the show on some comedy stuff because I just I just needed to laugh. Okay, I've been I've been binging a whole bunch of crime stuff lately, which I will talk to y'all about that on a separate show, okay? Um, but yes. Uh, I just wanted to watch something super funny. So I ended up watching You People, which is starring, of course, Jonah Hill, Lauren London, Eddie Murphy, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Nia Long, David Duchovny, um, Elliot Gould, like Molly Gordon, Rhea Perlman, Dion Cole, Mike Epps, Lala Anthony. Um, oh my God, there's just like hella people, yo. It's it's an ensemble. Uh, movie, all right, and it's basically like Guess Who Came to Dinner, but different with the spin on it. Okay, so if y'all know the classic story of Guess Who Came to Dinner, it I think it's a stage play, and it's just been adapted into di- you know movies in different types of ways. Okay, where um the daughter brings home um the 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 daughter brings home the the boyfriend, and then the fam the father you know and the family have to get adjusted to him. However, in this adaptation or spin on it, both families okay are completely different. So you have uh, Jonah Hill's family who is all Jewish and then you have Lauren Hill's uh Lauren uh, Lauren London's family which is uh you know black so just seeing it all come together is just a wild ride and then you have uh Lauren Hill's uh, Lauren Hill Lauren London's dad who's played by Eddie Murphy okay um he is just uh just super pro black. He's you know super woke. Okay, he's about that life. You know what I'm saying? And Muslim and all of that. All right. And uh, <laughs> and so his his you know her dad is definitely like looking at you know Jonah Hill's character with the side eye. You know what I'm saying? But however, Jonah Hill's mom, okay, played by Julia Louise Dreyfus, okay, she is she plays the the person in society, the, the white lady, or I don't want to say white lady. Well, I could say, I could say white lady, um, uh, who is just unaware of, you know, uh, black culture and says, like, has good intentions, but says the most inappropriate things and offend and offensive things. And is very, uh, tone deaf to what she's saying. Okay. And, it just it, it gets to a boiling point and it just starts to become too much, you know, for uh Jonah Hill's character and um uh hold on and Lauren uh London. Uh do 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 Oh no, I'm pulling this up. Okay, so um I'm pulling up this cast list. Okay, so like I said, Eddie Murphy, Jonah Hill, Lauren London, Julia Louise Rifus, Nia Long, uh oh, he was in it too. Kenya Barris. Now, mind you, Kenya Barris is also the the creator of um, Grown-ish, Mixed-ish, what's the other one? The spinoff from, uh, oh, uh, Black-ish, okay? And so Jonah Hill and and, um, Kenya, they decided that they were going to put this movie together. So this is a um, a project of theirs. Both of them, they wrote this. Uh, Molly Gordon, Sam J, David Duchovny. Um, oh, a dude named Taco. Uh, Young Mommy. 
uh, Lala Anthony, Mike Evans, Rhea Perlman, Andrew Schultz, uh, Anthony Anderson. Oh, yeah, he plays the barber. That's right. Anthony Anderson, Ellen, uh, Elliot Gold, uh, Kim Whitley, Dion Cole, um, Rob Hubel. Oh, my God. Uh, Emily Arlock, James Moses. Who else do I recognize on this? Evan Sharfin. I didn't even know that was his name. I just recognized his face. Okay, so when I tell you this is an all-star cast and it is super fun, it is fast-paced, um, it's like there's a little bit of corniness in it, but considering that, you know, you know, it's love season and Valentine's is coming up and all of that, I just felt like I definitely wanted to like, you know, um, close out the show with this movie because and I, I'm so glad that I was on Netflix because I almost forgot and I would have been upset um because it definitely was on my list so yes uh you people is a good time okay so if you want to watch you know a movie that is gonna entertain you know all parties involved because I don't know if you would if you a couple if you a thropple if you a quintuple or whatever all parties involved, it's a good, it's a good fun ride, okay, um, so yeah, snuggle up, get some snacks, and, you know, do what you gonna do, and watch that, well, with that being said, y'all, uh, I hope y'all enjoyed all of this, and you enjoyed this list, um, I will say this, though, we may not have gotten through the entire list that I got, but we definitely went through at least half of the list, and I'm happy about that, and we did that all within two hours with commentary so shout out to that though so i think my new system is definitely gonna work um again if you are interested and want to participate in anything that i have with the panel um if it's open to join make sure you go ahead and tap that um and hit the the button to join if you are here on stereo if you are not downloaded stereo yet make sure you download stereo on apple or android decorate your avatar follow me e read aka melanin seduction i'll follow you back all right um and y'all already heard live in the paint like what goes down when i hit the when i hit the button you know and people get to talking like this girl you talking about you people <laughs> i was saying It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Good job. You. Riri, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You made me so happy when shit is gray. You'll never know, my love, how much I love you. So come to my house and let's play. For the short stroke, but I'm back. What's going on? Yes, you know what? Cause I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, I don't know. Was you thinking what I was thinking when um you you seen the preview for it and was like, oh, this finna be cheesy and corny, which to a degree it kind of is. It is. <laughs> but I feel like it's a it's a it's a cheesy. We didn't know we needed cheesy. You know, <laughs> like it's one of those. And we didn't know we needed the corniness in our lives. But this right here, especially with Eddie Murphy's character, and he just be like, talk, he be like, he be like, what? He like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, he just, he just, <laughs> he told him, boy, like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? I don't know. It's just the way, um, 
Eddie's delivery is. And I feel like the scene where Eddie Murphy and Mike Epps is talking at the rehearsal dinner or whatever, I feel like that was a, a scene that almost went into improv because I, see, I feel like they was getting ready to break character. There was a moment in there where Eddie chuckled, and I felt like they was going to break character. Mike Epps is hella funny, and now I need, I need a movie with, so all you directors and producers out there, uh, Kevin Hart, you can make this happen since you got a whole production company, okay? I need you to make this happen. I need a comedian movie with Eddie Murphy, Mike Epps, Kevin Hart, Kev on stage, the social media comedian, okay, to hear more, okay, uh, uh, who else, some more, she gotta be in there, Don DC Curry gotta play it up in there somewhere, okay, um, Adele, I need Adele to, to make a cameo. You got to have Linnell in there. Linnell out here showing her ass on social media anyway. You know what I'm saying? You got to have Linnell on there. Uh, who else? I don't know. Give me a minute. Um, but I need you to make this happen, Kevin Hart. Thank you. Uh, if you need me to um, create a whole storyline for you, I could do that too. Okay? I can give you a plot. All right? I might even have one. I just didn't know I needed an all-star cast to make it happen. All right? Don't sleep on me, Kevin Hart, okay? Don't sleep on me, Netflix and Hulu and all you others, okay? I'm just saying, y'all need to pay me already. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it was definitely one of those. I was like, oh, God, this is about to be a bootleg, low-budget type shit. Um, but it wasn't, so I'm <laughs> not happy about that. It was a couple of cheesy parts. It's a couple of parts where I was like, eh. but it was definitely funny. Definitely a good vibe. Yeah. And they were just so cute. Like when they was brushing their teeth and stuff. And she was leaving and he was like, uh, he said something to her. He was like, uh, I'll leave you or something. <laughs> just, I don't know. They were just so cute. They were just really cute, you know, um, especially like how they even met. <laughs> she, she was already on that woke, <laughs> that woke uh, commentary and going off on him and stuff. I just I thought it was fun and I thought it was definitely comical and definitely uh, the fact that it was a Jewish family and a black family. <laughs> I loved it. I was here for that. I definitely was here for that. So, y'all, um, that's all I got for y'all for this week. Uh, definitely check me out um, for a special edition episode coming up on Friday for the Valentine's version. It's going to be nothing but Valentine's-related uh, movies or shows. And I'm not going to do what all of you think I'm going to do with all just lovey-dovey stuff. No, I'm going to speak to the love, to the lovers, the lover haters, the breakups, the revenges. Okay. The cheaters. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little I'm, I, cr- a true crime. 
Okay, I got you. All right. So if you if you are a love hater, a hater of love, shout out to Andre three thousand, uh, or a love of love. Okay, I got you. Pull up on me on Friday, and I'm gonna have a list for y'all. Okay, and if you have something you want to add to the conversation, you know, pull uh pull up in the comments. Or if you want to come up, I bring you up for a little hot minute, and I, I, you know, bring you back down. You know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear, see how it work out. You know what I mean? But definitely check that out. Um, the other thing I have coming up for Binge Rewind that is definitely um, invited for the community is uh, if you have watched The Circle on Netflix and you have finished the season and you want to talk about it on the panel, please join. Check yourself. And uh, Madam Slay uh, with me on that day on the, I believe it's on the 17th. Hold on, let me look. Yes, it's on the 17th. Okay. And we're going to talk about it. All right. Now, on the 16th, the night before, or yeah, the night before, Madam Slay and I are going to watch Scandal. All right. On Hulu. We're going to have a watch party. We are rewatching season one. Okay. So if y'all want to pull up to that, more than welcome to you want to join the panel and sync your tv with us more than welcome to and here for it it's a good time we be uh ain't no telling we just be talking and uh watching talking and watching pretty much i'm not gonna do what you think i'm gonna do (laughs) (laughs) i had to (laughs) hey reed bye reed love you reed (laughs) Hey Hennessy, <laughs> welcome Hennessy. Bye Hennessy, love Hennessy. <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely have. Um, no matter where you feel on the spectrum of Valentine's Day, um, even for y'all who are upset about the capitalism of it all, and it's to make people spend money, and I don't need to spend any money to prove my love and all that. Nah. Love humbug, like okay, we get it. You don't like Valentine's Day. I don't. Okay, all right. Don't ruin it for everybody else, though. All right. So I'm gonna help you out. Channel that energy with a list coming up on Friday. Okay. All right. You just keep your uh bitter self uh in in the house and watch these shows. I'm gonna give you in these movies. Okay. Until the day is over. Okay. You only got to make it 24 hours. I think I'm gonna give you enough content. On Friday to fill up your Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. I, I, I'm, I look out for you. Okay, I care. I care. I care. Um. So yeah, that's all I got. I will be back next week. Uh. Now I know today I was on Wednesday. That's because listen, um, I stayed up, uh, really late <laughs> on Monday night and did not have the energy to come up here yesterday. Okay, I really needed to take a nap. So I just went ahead and I rested. Okay, health first. Okay, so God willing, I will be here on Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, 12 Central, 1 p.m. over there on the East Coast with the rest of my list that I wasn't able to finish today. Um, And then make sure you follow me uh, on different social media platforms and stay tuned because there will soon be um, an active Twitter account for Binge and Rewind. So all binge, all rewind, all on Twitter. All right. So make sure y'all 
uh, stay tuned for that. And if you have any suggestions of something for me to watch, make sure you slide in my DM. Let me know. Um, and I will definitely look forward to that. Because shout out to Hennessy Poppy. I had Last of Us on my list to watch, but it wasn't a priority. But he convinced me. He convinced me. And I thank him for it. I didn't know I needed Last of Us uh, on HBO uh, Max in my life. I didn't know. But, hey, I'm here for it. Well, it's on HBO and HBO Max. It's, it's an HBO original, not HBO Max original. But either way, I watch it on HBO Max. So shout out to that. Um, but I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Thank you for pulling up on me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this first episode of the season. And yeah, I will definitely be back. And if you want to catch up on anything else, check out the other shows that I have gotten here on uh, my platform for Binge and Rewinds. All right? Because it's easy to find. And yeah, have a good day. Have a wonderful week. Happy Wednesday, y'all. And wear protection if you get to humping. All right? Okay. Bye. Love you.